Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. These games aren't easy. I'm appreciative of the players and coaches fighting and uh, till the very end, to the to the literally the very end. Montgomery back in, and here's Montgomery breaking a couple of tackles and winds up with a first down and a touchdown. WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. We have guys that fight. It's not where we want to be. It's not acceptable. We know that, but uh, we're going to learn from this. Trubisky completes the pass to Riley Ridley. And the Bears get a big play from Trubisky. And the kick is solid. Eddie Pinheiro. WGN's Adam Ho. Oh, it's not like a winner. Bing, 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 bing. And from The Athletic, Adam Johns. I'm rich and I'm dead, dead, dead. Here they are, the Adams. I believe this is going to be our finest hour. Hogan Johns. And in some ways, a perfect way for a mediocre 8-8 eight eight season to come to an end. <laughs> you know, some are arguing in the press box that a missed field goal yeah. would have been the most appropriate fitting ending to this, but Eddie Pinheiro's on his game now, everybody. Well, if they had missed this, that oh. one, Nagy <laughs> yeah. would have been crushed for not taking the touchdown that the Vikings tried to give to him. I maintain that's the right strategy. I mean, that's an extra point. you got to trust your kicker to... Yes, to make it, but I do okay. I can time management. I can certainly listen to an argument that points are points, and if they're giving them to you, you take them. Yes. So, and and I'm and I'm kidding. Yes, that would have been an awful way for them to finish the season. But you're right. Eight and eight just seems perfect for what they are this year. Yeah, exactly what they are. Um, They didn't live up to expectations, but they're also far from a horrible team which we've seen in the past in Chicago and we've seen elsewhere in the league right now. Um, And I also will subscribe to some of the theory you heard Mitch talk about a little bit after the game today. There's a fine line between winning and losing in the NFL, and a lot of times you aren't that far away. But I still think when you look at this offense, they have a lot of work to do going forward. Well, yes, the defense... I don't want to say for the most part because the takeaways aren't there, though we saw them today. I don't, I, the, the sacks aren't there. The certain finish on plays isn't there. But they're still statistically like one of the top five scoring defenses in the league. So they hovered around where they are in some meaningful statistical categories as they were last year. But the offense taking the steps back, your quarterback taking the steps back this year from what they did last year, significant. Hey, don't look now, but Eddie Pinheiro won – a fourth of the Bears' games this season. Well, a fourth of their wins. He won them. Does that make sense? I don't know. <laughs> Try it again. A fourth of the Bears' wins came on the leg of Eddie Pinheiro. Much better. Well done. <laughs> How about that? Uh, welcome in our last go-around of the season, our last post-game episode of 2019. This time from U.S. Bank Stadium. What a great stadium this is. It's excellent. I feel like every time you come here, you say this. It's been, what, three years in a row now? It's been like three days. It's a beautiful <laughs> place. It's, it's massively beautiful. 
But it, I, our, our friend Mark Potash tweeted before the game with a picture. It's about time Chicago got one. He's of not those. wrong. Oh, he's, he's not, wrong. not wrong. That may be the most accurate thing he's ever put on Twitter. <laughs> he, yeah, you, you, you might be right there. Um, but here we are. The season is over. The Bears do get a victory, twenty-one to nineteen. Certainly not making it easy this afternoon here in Minneapolis. Adam Hogue and Adam Johns. You can follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue H O G E at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. You can kind of scroll back through our in-game tweets for some other reaction. Also, everything we write is online at WGNRadio.com slash Bears. That's where you can read me. And The Athletic is where you find Johnsy, TheAthletic.com, The Athletic app. It's all up there. We appreciate you listening all season long. Really, truly, we do. And we know the season wasn't what you wanted it to be. Um, but it's always fun to talk football with you guys. So, um, uh, you know, I think we all wish we were covering a playoff game next week. That's not the case. And uh, unfortunately, we just sort out these games. And what's coming up ahead, we'll continue to do that in the coming weeks. Today, it's about a really sort of an odd game uh, with an odd baseball score at sometimes. <laughs> I was amazed at how much this game played out exactly like the Chargers game earlier this season. Oh, the missed opportunities in the red zone, settling for field goals. Couldn't get it in the end zone. You settled for three field goals, which is exactly what you had at halftime against the Chargers. The only difference was this time around, you also had the safety. Um, Then you had the first drive of the third quarter. Matt Nagy says, screw it, we're running the ball. Run, 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 run. David Montgomery, run. David Montgomery. This is exactly what happened in the Chargers game. That's the first time this season that they really went heavy on that I formation. And it worked. And they scored. And so you had a lead. You finally seemed like you had a little bit of rhythm going offensively. And what happened? Matt Nagy got away from it. And the other team came back and took the lead after Mitch Trubisky sack fumble. And it was unbelievable, Yeah, this whole thing. And then it came down to an Eddie Pinheiro field goal. Just like the Chargers game. The difference is this time he made it. It was a chip shot as opposed to, what was that distance again? 40. 41, I believe. Yes. 41. This one was a 22-yard field goal easily. There was a bad snap, too, for Patrick Scales to paddle down. We have to give O'Donnell credit for getting it down. I, I, I thought the Vikings and yes they weren't playing a lot of their regulars um, although some of these guys are rotational pieces like your guy Afadi say his last name for me Afadi Odenabo Odenabo Northwestern or the pride of Northwestern he, he played great but he's part of the Bear, uh, the Vikings rotation so they're backups but not total backups does that make sense not like they're playing I third marked stringers. throughout the game who was playing he mostly was all yeah, backups yeah. Um, Ifadi's just one of those backups that's earned his way into the rotation. rotation. Uh, they fa- played hard, the Vikings. Yes. Like, uh, they, they stuck it to the Bears a few times. Well, the, you know, the one thing about this is these the guys that are playing are getting their opportunity. Yes. And they're all playing for money. Right. And they're all playing for more playing time. Yes. So, There's a, you can make the argument. I was thinking this throughout the game. Like, I didn't tweet once throughout the game. Not once. Not one tweet. That the the Vikings backups actually have more to play for than your Cleo Max, Leonard Floyd's, Cody Whitehairs, James Daniels of the world, right? I like, can see that. These guys are starters. Some of these guys are making business decisions on, on snaps every now and then. They're avoiding certain levels of contact. Or on the other hand, these guys are, are, are going all out. And trying to beat you. No, I, I think maybe that balances out after a while. Talent does 
you know, make a difference in the end. But, you know, I, I thought the Vikings played hard, and they really stuck it to the Bears at, at, at several times in this game. By the way, your guy, uh, 52, barely made the stat sheet again. Again? Yeah. One tackle. And it came, in, it came in the fourth quarter. Um, so that's uh, unfortunately become too big of a theme in the really the second half of the season. Yes, not good, not good. You know, like in hockey, when the playoffs end, that your star players will somehow reveal that they've been dealing with an injury that requires surgery. But I just feel like football is different. Like you have a week to rest these guys, a week to treat these guys. He's not shown up in the injury report once, I think, all year. No, I haven't seen it. So you wonder what's going on there. Like you, you would think this is a game against backup offensive tackles, and some instances left one on one against these guys. Talking about getting an evaluation, you would think the Vikings were looking for that today. But remember, Mac didn't beat them. But remember, the injury report—you only get listed on the injury report if you don't practice 100 percent of the normal reps. So it's possible he could be dealing with something that's affecting him when you're going live on Sundays that he can still practice with. And he likes to set an example. He never likes to sit out. Yeah, I know. I know. It's an opportunity to rest the guy. Sure. Still is. Sure. I mean, how many practices did Julius Peppers used to sit out? A lot, I remember. Was right? Didn't he have Wednesdays off every week or yeah. Thursdays or yeah. something? Yeah, veteran days. Like every single week. Yeah. He was yeah. just a Well, DN. that team was different. Like Lance Briggs was, was a notoriously bad practice player, but he was a prime-time gamer when the lights came out. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, it, you know what? This – I feel like looking back on this game that I, I – I, for the most part, looked at this as a pretty negative performance overall. Even when they had the lead, it was like they they still couldn't really move the ball offensively. And it was against backups. And I realize those backups are all playing hard. But it's still second, third stringers for the most part. And the fact that the, your starting offense is still struggling, couldn't get in the end zone. Couldn't You're in the red zone. You can't get it in. You're yeah. settling for field goals. That was disappointing. And then even defensively, maybe there was a little bit of just um, sometimes going through the motions a little bit. But this Well, is, there was a few instances yeah. of that. Well, yes. this is a defense that hadn't allowed a 40-yard run all season, and they allowed two today. The first play from scrimmage. How big was that hole? Big. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Now, now to be fair, and I, I don't want to come off like I'm making excuses, I think we might be guilty of already overanalyzing what this game, game was? Sure. Yes, yes. Uh, maybe it's time to move on after my next answer here. But and by you, you're talking about me. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Let's not overthink what we <laughs> watched here today. Like fine. again, I did not tweet once purposely throughout this game. Well, the, I, I may notice, you know, as as watching. This, at one point, the Bears were down to yeah, Ted Larson at right guard, who's like your third string right guard, Cornelius Lucas. Alex Bars like your extra lineman. He's out there in, in like a run-heavy package. Jesper Horstead can't block on a wide receiver screen. You're throwing passes to Riley Ridley and Javon Wims. Ryan Nall is getting a carry. Yeah. Like the Bears were were down to some guys who I don't think are going to be on the active roster come next year. Just 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 saying. But let's not. I'm willing. It's to, ugly. They want ugly. I'm willing to take that approach with the defense. I. I still think offensively, what you saw today was a lot of the same stuff, and the fact that it came against backups is concerning. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I would like. I think the Bears would have loved to seen Cleo Mack control this game like he should have, mm-hmm. and he didn't for whatever reason. Like Leonard Floyd, let's get to the quarterback. You're going against backups. Where are you? You know, Nick Wachowski was everywhere. 
Kevin Pierre Lewis, I think, played another solid uh, game. Floyd had some actually a couple nice runs. Yeah, he came on at the end. Yes, but um, yeah. All right, maybe we shouldn't overanalyze the whole thing too much. I just uh, they got some things that they got to figure out offensively, and maybe we switch the conversation more big picture. I know I kind of hinted at this during the week in our our podcast, but I am genuinely perplexed with the best thing to do with the quarterback spot. And it, it might be one of those things where you just got to feel how the offseason's going. I don't know. I Mitch again today, I would say uneven. And yet, once again in the fourth quarter, they need a throw. It's fourth and nine. And he gets out of the pocket, uses his, his athleticism, and makes a perfect throw. It's a throw he should make. Yep. But he still did it. He still came up with the play you need in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Now I'm I'm writing this for tomorrow. It's it's I, I use the word talented teaser. I'm a, I'm gonna use the I'm gonna expand it. A, a talented tantalizing tease who continues to do this to you, right? And that's why yeah. you got to have this this extremely honest and candid evaluation of what he is. Yes, you love that he could do that in those moments. But sometimes he's in those moments because all the moments he blows before that moment. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yes. He's, he's, he's not consistent enough. And when I tweeted about his fourth quarter heroics, that's a frequent response I got, and it's completely fair. Part of the reason they need to they need that play at the end is because he put them in that position. Yes. Now, now, you still like to see that. Yeah. These games are not going to go perfectly. They, they never do. And sometimes, even when you're playing well, you're going to be in a shootout, mm. and you're going to be in those moments. You're going to need to make those plays. So you you like that from him. But the, the ups and downs, ebbs and flows, the erratic footwork or the erratic decision-making, that's where the Bears have to be thorough. They have to be honest. They have to be uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a better word here. But, like, you have to be so – like, you're searching your soul almost on this because of how much you've invested in this kid. Well, that's the problem. You – there's, I mean, there's a no, there's numerous problems. One is that you either have you have to make a decision on him, if not this off season, next off season for sure, because then he's out of contract. If you don't, you know, extend him beyond that with, with even the fifth year option. So we're getting into crunch time where you have have to, like you just said, be honest and be honest about what you have. And I think the question is, do you feel like you have a good enough defense and enough pieces around him and good enough coaching? That you can move forward in a competitive window with a guy who's going to be inconsistent. Sometimes look great and sometimes make you want to pull your hair out. Good thing Matt Nagy doesn't have any left. <laughs> or is that not good enough in today's NFL and you need to make some kind of bold move to strive for better than that? Right. And the problem with that, though, is you don't have the draft capital. The only thing you can do is basically go out and pay for Teddy Bridgewater, or there's already tweets after the game that Phillip Rivers is not retiring. And do the Chargers want to go forward with him? It doesn't make any sense to sign, what is he, 38? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I'm just saying that's the kind of discussions that the Bears need to be having yes, here in the coming, yes, coming yes. months. Well, looking statistically at Phillip Rivers' season... I'd almost say no. 
right? Father time comes and hits you hard. So, and, and what type of investment are you going to make? Like, when is the? You know, we talk about these price points that Ryan Pace sets on certain players. Like, what's the price point on the court? Like, sixteen million was for Mike Lennon. Do you have nineteen million to pay Philip Rivers? But sixteen million was before he really had the core of players that he knows he has to pay here. Yeah. Oh, I know. Like I already know. looking at Nick Kwiatkowski and all these plays he's made. I want. I actually wrote this down as something I want to mention. Hub Arkish had a great tweet in the middle of this game, and he's like, "Nick Kwiatkowski is going to get paid, and if you're the Bears, you probably love to pay him. But with all the problems you have on offense right now, it's looking like that's going to be hard to do." You can already see him wearing a Packer uniform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And isn't isn't he like yes. the perfect Packer? Yeah, yeah, I've been saying it for a long time. He is a starter <laughs> in this league. Just happened to be behind two guys that were a tad bit better than him. You know, at some point, I, I would argue that Kukowski may have been better than those guys this season. And, and I think I'm being fair with that analysis. Well, if you move on well. from Trevathan, you do have to come up with yeah. another. Right. But again, yeah. like how much money are you going to commit to, to certain positions when you have to still figure out the most important position in all of sports? Price, length. What do you do at that quarterback spot? Like, I still believe your best case scenario is you hope that Mitch comes through, but you still can't go into the offseason thinking he's going to be your, your all NBA. all. You can't. Oh, you can't. But like, if your if your next move beyond that is Marcus Mariota, because who's who still could get paid decent amount of money too, or could be on a one year type prove it deal or something like that somewhere else. That's no given either. No, the, you know? the quarterback market. We all know it's kind of crazy. It's, it's kind of very unpredictable depending on what, on what teams are involved. I mean, Nick Foles is getting paid an outrageous amount. Alex Smith, at his age, got paid an outrageous amount by the Washington Redskins. And his leg was cut off. Not literally, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, it's bad. But he's part of the Bears' evaluation, I too. I guarantee you the Bears would love to have an Alex Smith brought back. He's like the perfect signing. Yeah, if healthy, that makes a ton of yes, sense. Yes, like he is good enough to tutor Mitch and good enough to be your guy if you need him to be that guy. But you know what? He suffered a significantly damaging leg injury. And even if he can come back and play at some point, he's not going to be the same mobile Alex Smith that it used to be. No, and mobility is everything. These defenses are so fast today. I mean, your guy at Fadi on that sack yeah. strip got around your starting left tackle, no problem. And that's a seventh round pick, too. No problem. You know, so um, these are the tough decisions. And, well, at least gives us plenty of fodder for the offseason. Yes, plenty. <laughs> fodder is a great word. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man. All right, who do we want to hear from here? Matt Nagy or Mitch Trubisky? I, I say Mitch Trubisky because this could be the last time we hear from him until OTAs. That's a good point. Probably will be. Unless he does some kind of side interview somewhere or something like that, but at least at House Hall, certainly. All right, let's hear from the quarterback first. Mitchell Trubisky gets the win. Bears eight and eight. Um, it means a lot. I think it says a lot about the character and guys we got in the locker room, uh, especially on offense. Um, we just stuck together, believed, and uh, put one last drive together. And I think it was important um, just to go out uh, on the right note. And that was going down and scoring and putting our special teams and Eddie in a great position to, to kick that game winner. So it felt good. Obviously, we got a long way to go, but um, the, we just feel like we ended it the right way. 
yeah, he just he ran a great route. He broke the guy off and kind of separated. I had to move outside the pocket a little bit because um, I saw, saw him separating, so I just wanted to make sure I had enough time to get it to him. And uh, he did a great job taking advantage of his opportunities today. He made a huge play uh, in a big situation. So it, you don't want to be in that down distance necessarily on that last drive, but um, he did a great job getting open, making a big play for his offense, and uh, he, he's done a great job. Yeah, I think I'm going to get back at it pretty soon. I think number one thing is just getting healthy, getting the body right, um, feel better, um, get a plan with Coach Nagy and what all he wants me to do this offseason and, and kind of talk through that. So we'll figure it out within the next couple of days, um, take a little time off. But it's, I mean, this is my life. It is, uh, I love football. I just I, I can never get away from it from too long. So um, offseason starts now. You mentioned getting healthy now that you How much did you play um, it's it was just one of those things. You, you it's it just one of those things. Could play through it, and uh, it, I was happy to be out there with my guys. I, I didn't want to miss a game. Yeah, I thought I thought he he ran really hard and. Uh, he, David did a great job for this offense. Just, I mean, every every yard he it just seems like he absolutely earns it out there. Never wanting to go down, bouncing off guys. The first guy can never take him down by himself. Um, he's just such a tough runner, and I think that just says a lot about him and um, just how he's battling through every single tackle, every single run. He's grinding out the yards, and uh, it was big for this offense today, and uh, it's going to be big for this offense going forward. So we just need to continue to get him going, let him do his thing, and. Olan did a great job giving him some room today. Yeah, it's huge. Um, wish we could have got him two more. Hunter would have been pretty cool. Um, but he's done so much for this offense and for me uh, individually just always being that safety blanket you could throw to him whenever we always say when he even when he's covered he's not uh, sure hands great leader um, absolute professional leads by example um, really helps those young guys and the whole offense and just always someone you could rely on and, and an awesome teammate to find peace with the season and move on what do you think about what do you want to find some I'm just thinking about getting better for next year. What we can, what we can do. You got to look at the season. You got to be honest with yourself and with your teammates. And um, as a leader, you just got to make decisions that are best for you to um, get better. So I'm just going to be super honest with how the film looks and what we need to work on this off season and, and go from there. But just focused and determined on getting better for the future. And uh, uh, we got some special guys in the, in the locker, and we just need to put it all together and, and see what happens from there so it's just one day at a time trying to get better and uh, just just excited for next year I guess when you look at what you've done last year's playoffs last year what are you feeling about what this yeah, I feel I feel like we're close. I feel like we're close. Like I said, we, I feel like we got the pieces. We just need to put it all together, and it's it's all about consistency, um, believing, uh, outworking your opponents, um, uh, playing smarter than your opponents, and just things that we can do on a weekly and daily basis to put ourselves in a better position to win. And because it, and, and NFL, it's every week is so close between winning and losing. It's those inches and, and plays, and you never know which one they're going to be. So we just got to make sure that those play go, plays go our way next year so we're able to come out with more wins, and you got to find ways uh, to get that edge in the offseason. So it'll be interesting to see what we do, see how guys improve themselves over the offseason, and uh, I'm excited for next year. What are the things that you point to? 
Um, for example, just at the end, we're battling, and we could have easily just um, cashed it in, but we didn't. We never gave up all the way to the last minute. So we got guys who will battle, stick with you through thick and thin, and uh, and, and we make big plays in big situations. It's not easy to go down uh, on a two-minute drive and put your field goal team in, um, in a position to go win the game. So um, I think you, you've seen flashes from this offense and from this team, but um, we're far from where we need to be. But I think uh, I think we can get there. In retrospect, what was the impact of the super high expectations of this, of this offense, of you, of this team, as it turned out? What was the impact of that? Um, I don't know. We you, we don't really talk about the. Um, the expectations on the outside. We had more expectations for ourselves than probably you guys even did, but we didn't live up to our own expectations. So, I guess you would say it's it's frustrating. But I mean, that's that's our goal from for next year to um, just continue to expect more out of our, ourselves, demand more of yourself and each other, and uh, and, and win more football games. So. No, nah, we were pretty lively. It's just when y'all come in the locker room, we we just want a little more time till you guys invade our space. But I mean, uh, we're all excited about the win, but we know the we know we can be better overall. We're not going to the playoffs, so that's disappointing, obviously. So I, I guess maybe some guys are thinking about that. But I'm I'm feeling good, excited about the win, um, and yeah, it's just we're quiet when you guys come in there because just. We want our space. Yeah, for sure. Just constant communication. I talk to coach every day, um, and our great relationship is going to continue. And it's just doing exactly what he wants me to do, and uh, and just put his vision that he has in his mind out into the field. And uh, he's he's made me a better player over the past two seasons. And I just got continue to I got to continue to be better, expect more of myself, and just continue to communicate with him so um, so I could help this and help lead this offense. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. And before people get carried away about Trubisky being too sensitive about us being in this locker room, I, I thought they looked jubilant. I thought they looked like well, – I don't think anybody cares about that but us. Yeah, I, I know. I, well, well, good. Well, you know, and, and this turn off the TV's hot take culture that we that we, oh, we yeah. live in, you know, let's not let things get carried too far out of context. Um, I understand where Shea Pepler is coming from. Some guys – Definitely weren't in the mood to, to converse, but there was some joking around going on in that locker room today. They should be happy. I thought Club Dub actually uh, went on a little bit longer today than, than usual. It did, but also, I mean, they kind of had the doors open at some point. I could see in there, and it did not seem as crazy as it has been in the past. Yeah. But I guess we'll have to wait for the video. Yes. Um, also, I wouldn't. I know fans get upset that like they even do Club Dub. Whatever. It's what they are. It's who they are. That's Nagy's thing. They're going to celebrate every win. So yep. hopefully next year they just have more of them yes. to, to celebrate. Yes. That's the thing. I thought Allen Robinson had some interesting comments um, about how close this team could be to coming back and winning 12, 13 games. I think they genuinely believe that. And I, and I think certainly you can just point to, okay, if you stay healthier on defense, come up with more takeaways. Your quarterback goes from like the twenty eighth pastured maybe to like the sixteenth. Well, that's like he got worse this year, so can he at least return to what he was last year? 
That's 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 kind of depressing, Bar. Though I mean, really, he needs to be better than what he was last year. So the fact that he regressed this year, I think, is what's really so hard to swallow, and what makes the job of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy here so tough. Well, particularly Matt Nagy, just in terms of soul searching and, and finding solutions. Like, you were partly hired because of your connection with quarterbacks. And I I like a lot of things that Matt Nagy has continued to do with this team. It did not go completely off the rails like we've seen here in Chicago before. The past two regimes after, like, year two, you knew things were were, were completely going awry. Uh, I I don't think that's the, the case here whatsoever. But, yes, I think better quarterback play will go a long way into helping this team out. Well, it also goes back to the system, too, and not to sound like a broken record, but Nagy absolutely has to take a long look at his playbook and figure out, if they're going forward with Mitch Trubisky, what he can and cannot run and what this offense should look like. Or... Do you go find the quarterback that can run what you want to run? I mean, that's that's what it goes back to. But, but my to question me. is, like, like who is that? I don't know. Like, people keep harping on bringing in the next guy. How many times have you gotten, like, the Andy Dalton suggestion? That, that doesn't Andy work. Andy Dalton yeah. is statistically worse than Mitchell Trubisky. Even Nick Foles. Like, this crazy idea that the Jaguars could move on after just Well, you have to him. trade him. Right. That's a trade and a lot of money that either the Jaguars eat which means you got to give up more, or you pay for. Um, but Nick Foles, there's no guarantee that's going to work. Yeah, he gets bounced. Like these guys get bounced around the league for good reason because they're not the guy. Like the guy won a Super Bowl and they still paid the other guy. Right. <laughs> and I still think that was the right move. Yes. Again, like I know it's more of a layered thing, but and I know maybe Nick Foles could be a step up for Mitch Trubisky. There's no guarantee of that. Again, the Bears' offensive problems are so layered, right? Like Charles Leno getting beat up by your guy Afadi. Or it's Cody White here winning a, losing a one-on-one where his guy gets to Mitchell Trubisky almost immediately, yeah. nearly loses another sack strip fumble. Trubisky was lucky enough to recover it. That was like, the one he got back, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's, it's so layered. The starters have struggled. Like, why is Anthony Miller in Week 17 still being corrected in terms of where he should be lined up by Allen Robinson on the field? Also, his shoulder problems worry me going forward. Yes. Like, is that ever going to be corrected? Or is he always going to be somewhat limited by those injuries? Yeah. Because I think he has talent. I think he can be a solid number two. But if he can't be on the field... You got to be available, right? What our old, our old friend John Fox used to say: the best ability is availability. Is availability. Man, he was so full of coach <laughs> words. Remember the hallway that we used to walk through? That's no longer there. Just covered in all those sayings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was and, a lot of sayings and empty frames where the winds were supposed to go. <laughs> it never got filled up. Yes, I do. Yeah. Now I it's do. a little bit nicer in there. Yes, it is. A lot nicer. I think that hallway is now like uh, wide open. It's part of the cafeteria. It is. It is. All right. Uh, we still need to play the head coach. Okay. Here he is, Matt Nagy. Last time, last spin of the season, the head coach of the Chicago Bears. All right, so I'll start off um, in regards to injuries. Um, Cordell Patterson uh, is in the uh, concussion, concussion protocol, and then uh, Anthony Miller has a shoulder, so we'll get more details on that. So that, that was uh, early on where both those happened, and that's uh, 
it's kind of a little bit of a blow to you there, uh, personnel-wise. But our, our guys, the wide receiver room stepped up, and I thought that that, point, that part was good. Um, you know, big picture in regards to the game. Uh, it, the, these games aren't easy. Uh, I just, um, I'm appreciative of the players and coaches fighting, and uh, till the very end, to the to the literally the very end, uh, we have a guy, we have guys that fight. It's not where we want to be. It's not acceptable. We know that, but uh, we're going to learn from this. And uh, it, it could have been easy for them to to do just that and not be fighters, but they did. So that's the positive of that. We'll learn a lot from a lot of other stuff. How do you put, how do you put this win in the for our guys yeah just just that that was the goal and the, the one thing I said to him in the locker room is um, being the parity in this league and being the fact that I don't care who you put out there on that field for the other team those guys are playing hard and it was as you can see on fourth and nine at the end of the game there it was loud and uh, and so it doesn't matter uh, what we're looking for is a reflection of ourselves as to how do we respond in those situations and and they did that uh, there's a lot of stuff that we can get better at in that game but our guys uh, the mentality and the focus this week was was a lot better than last week. And um, it's not easy to win on the road, and we did it. Yeah, Riley Riley was running a, uh, a little uh, corner stop route, and so Mitch got flushed out of the pocket, and that happens a lot, you know. And, and again, um, for some of the struggles that we had this week offensively, again, in a game-winning situation, tough environment, Mitch made a play of scrambling outside, and, and then Riley, make, you know, getting into scrambling mode and turning it into a, a broken-down play and making a catch. And, and so um, that fourth and nine, and then again, the third and two to chew up the clock there before we ended up kicking that field goal. I thought that those were two really big plays by our offense. When you evaluate, how does that one play maybe stand out above the rest? Sure. Well, they they all matter. Um, I can remember last year you guys asked me in regards to how do you evaluate a quarterback, right? And we talked about I, I talked about wins and losses. And all the other stuff, the stats, sometimes there can be false numbers. End of game, you're throwing two men in, you're, you throw for 350 yards, and it's not real. Um, but situational football in crucial times, I think Mitch has shown what he can do in those scenarios. He's done that over his, his, his career. Um, we just want to make sure as we go through this thing that um, we really, really learn on all the other stuff, which, which is, is going to happen. You know, taking time on learning how to get better with everything that involves playing the quarterback position. On top of that, we want to do that, Ryan and myself as well with a lot of different areas with the team, you know, offense, defense, special teams, and then we'll have a big focus on offense. Man, I think Allen Robinson had 98 catches for the year. 98? Yeah. Can you reflect on just the season he's had, given that there were struggles at times this year offensively, but it seems like he was the guy that really for the whole year kind of stood out. You're right. He, he uh, from the very beginning, he was the constant just he, he he was always the same every game you could rely him on big catches uh, wherever that was red zone third down end of game two minute uh, but the beauty for me is, and the appreciation that I have as a coach is just the way I, I can't emphasize enough how great it is in the fact of how he handles himself away from game day you know and uh, these wide receivers that we have just to, for them to understand the importance of having a guy like him to see how to do it every day and so uh, when you transfer it to the field as a play caller and as a coach it goes a long way it means a lot and I'm, I'm very appreciative of that right the slumps again are natural I think making sure that we don't panic when you go through that slump is the most important part 
somebody just told me, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's made 11 in a row, his last 11. If Is it 12? So, and then to make, what, four today? Uh, you know, for us, you all know that was a huge, huge, big void that we had going into this year. Uh, I feel pretty good that that void is filled, and, and I like the way we handled it uh, in regards to the coaches, and, and I like the way that Eddie and his guys, every, just, just all in all. So I feel like that's a positive from this year. You don't, you don't make roster decisions, but does a guy like Nick Lukowski look like someone that could start 16 games just the way that he seems to yeah, that 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 safety he made was big time. Now that was a big time hole and not in a lot of space there. And he made a play, a nice tackle. Again, just go back to I go to the appreciation of a guy that's a backup on a team that comes in throughout this whole year and is always very focused and had opportunities. He's a guy that took major advantage of opportunities given to him. And so, um, as a as a coach that coaches on my nose, defensive guys, the, the appreciation factor is high. And so he's a talented player and. Uh, you, on a football team, you always want to make tough decisions. You know, that means that you have good players, and, and that's kind of where we're at. What are you most looking forward to in this next phase when you get a chance to zoom out and figure out all of it? What are you personally looking forward to? Yeah, so um, for me, it can't get here soon enough. Uh, it, it's, it's uh, you know, f- for me, that 2020 starts right now, literally the second I walk off this, this stage. And um, I'll do it the right way. I'll get away just for a little bit from my mind. Uh, so that when I when I do get back on this thing, it's 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 focused, it's clear and concise. Um, but I'm ready to go in, in attack mode and and figure out with Ryan uh, how we want to go about this thing. And there's a lot of stuff that for us to to look at. It's not one thing. Um, it's it's all three phases, and that's our job. That's why we're here is to do that. So it's a challenge. I accept it, and I'm looking forward to it. Two more no there's a, there's a lot I mean for me to sit here and talk about it right now is, is going to be hard but uh, that's not going to happen here in the next day it's not going to happen in this next week it's going to happen over time and but I think the biggest thing that we need to do is we need to create a plan for all that and and that plan does take a little bit of time uh, for us but in the end Ryan and I will do what's best for for um, for our organization and we're going to do it full steam ahead so the message was number one uh, I appreciate the fight all year long there we had we had some we had a tough year it was, it was mentally challenging for all, for all of us but they fought through that I like that uh, so I called them fighters they're a bunch of fighters uh, and the message is is that every year is always different so uh, regardless of it um, next year is going to be completely different with completely different players I hope that all of us understand, players and coaches, that what we went through this year, yet we need to turn that into a glass half full deal and learn from it. If you don't learn from it, then 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 shame on you. You got to learn from it. And uh, that's that's going to be our number one job is to make sure each person does that. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Thank you all. Take care. Happy holidays. So one uh, small news item in there that I thought was relatively significant, yet not surprising, but said, quote, I feel pretty good that that void is filled, referring to the kicker yes. position. So they feel pretty solid about how Eddie Pinheiro finished the season, kicked his last 11, right? Made his last 11? Made his last 12, I 12? believe. 12? Okay. 11 or 12. Okay. But pretty good. Now, none of those were especially tough kicks. Well, yeah, really none of them were. None of them were like, wow, you just made a 50-yarder. Yeah, we haven't talked about that since the Denver game. Right. Um... 
But I do, I do think there's evidence in the NFL that you have to develop as a kicker. You have patience with the kickers. Yes. And so I don't think the season was a disaster. He certainly went through a slump. I still would have some questions about how much I could trust him, you know, week one next season if you have to kick a 45-yarder 45 45 to win the game. Um, but they certainly made progress at that position, and I would stick with him going forward. Yeah. Well, you're still going to bring somebody in to compete with him, but he is by far the, the front runner. He's a young guy. Give him an opportunity to secure a spot in the NFL. He still talked about, like, after the game today, he talked about still he had like soccer kicking tendencies to get through and stuff yeah. like that. Still developing. Obviously, he's got a strong leg. Now, I think Matt Nagy needs to learn to trust that leg a bit a bit more. Like 45 yarders, 46 yarders. You can't be scared of those. Not all the time. So, yeah, we'll see. I, gosh, it feels like such a long time ago that, that kicking circuit that the Bears put all those guys through. Seems like another life ago. It really does. It was about six months ago. Um, (laughs) The other thing, and this is a good way to end, Matt Nagy saying 2020 starts right now. Literally when I walk off the stage. And then he kind of caught himself and was like, yeah, I should probably take some time off too. (laughs) (laughs) Recharge the, the brain a little bit. But you can tell that I thought you could tell, you know, back to Shay's question to Mitch about, you know, not being, not feeling like a win in the locker room. I thought Matt Nagy's press conference didn't feel like a winning press conference. That yeah. he, you could tell there's still disappointment and an understanding that he's got a ton of work to yeah, do. Yeah, well, it's one of those happy that you won, but this is awful that it's over. Yeah. Like feelings. That's what they are. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. That'll do that to you. All right, well, it's been a fun ride here from uh, all 16 of these this season, and we appreciate you listening throughout the way. We're not going anywhere. Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, more importantly, will have a press conference on Tuesday. There'll be locker room clean-out day Monday, press conference Tuesday. So we will have uh, another two podcasts for you this week um but we do kind of get in the off season we're gonna do our best to keep them as consistent but we are juggling schedules here and there so i uh, will have something for you on tuesday though as that press conference happens and the first time we'll hear from ryan pace in a non radio uh pregame show interview yes since, since he talked to us i think week Oh, are we after the... Or did he talk before the season He, he did that scrum on the... Oh, yeah, he talked the, on the, the rooftop. The patio rooftop right. deck at Hellas Hall. That was, yeah, it was actually nice right nice before day. the season yeah. started. Um, that's So right before the week... That was the week of the opener. So we have not talked to him since the week uh, the season started. So plenty... Uh, to to get to with the general manager, Ryan Pace. I know a lot of stuff you guys will probably want to hear. So there's plenty to come this week. Season's over, but we're not going anywhere. Follow us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. You can read us at WGNRadio.com slash Bears, The Athletic, TheAthletic.com. Please go there and subscribe. Hogue, uh, uh, the code is... What is it? Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johnson. Where you can still subscribe and get 40% off uh, to read all the off-season coverage. How about that? All right. Hey, man, it's been fun. Yeah. We're not done yet. No, but the season's over. You know when you're in this building, 
the season so I feel like I went 14 and 2 this season. Oh, really? So who what were the two losses? Oh, that's good. Um could have brought my A game after a couple um, weeks ago, I remember you being like, I felt like I was tired during that podcast. Oh, is that the one we did? It like, what was it? it was the night game. Was that the Chiefs game last week? No. Dallas? Maybe. It was late. Yeah. Went for the Bears, lost for Adam Johns. <laughs> Unacceptable. <Yeah>. Unac- <laughs> I feel like I went 13-3. and three. Okay. <laughs> now that's a way to end a podcast. <laughs> there you go. Talk to you later in the week. See ya. So take that and think about that for a little bit.